I had five great days over the Christmas holiday in the wilds of Donegal, taking advantage of empty beaches, some beautiful empty beaches, walks with the dogs, and a little bit of downtime reading. One of the books that I got stuck into was by Fergal Keane, uh, called The Madness, a memoir of war, fear, and PTSD, where he talks in depth about his incredible journalistic path across some of the most war-torn areas of the world. Um, he had covered the Balklands conflict uh, in the 1990s. He was in Rwanda, where he was witness to the horrific slaughter and violence that occurred during that conflict. He covered multiple conflicts in Iraq, the 1990 Gulf War, and then back again in 2003. Obviously, Northern Ireland was on his doorstep. He spent a bit of time there. He was in South Sudan, Somalia, Afghanistan, Sierra Leone, Syria, and I think he's retired recently, uh, attributing PTSD and stress and the strain of all that to why he wanted to retire. But I think he's now f he's the BBC African correspondent, so he just is not able to step outside the ring. The book is really, really interesting. Um, another book that I thought I would find myself reading and trying to attach some relevance to what this podcast has normally been all about. So Fergal Keane has been with the BBC since the 1980s. His uh, uncle is the Irish playwright John B. Keane, and that gives you some kind of context to the style of writing, but it's really a full disclosure into his life. The honesty, the, you know, this very, it's really quite sad, but it's full of resilience and bravery and just an amazing insight into one of the world's most, uh, he's a, just a hardcore journalist, you know. Um, most of the areas that he has covered are areas that 99% of everybody bar soldiers would want to avoid. And he starts off the book really, really brilliantly where he's talking about the life of his ancestors in North Kerry during the famine and the Irish Civil War. And then you're led into epigenetics and generational trauma, which is not really where I thought the book was going to go. Um, so I guess the background would be him talking about um, stories of his ancestors and some anecdotes about the famine and the trauma that the famine would have created in that area and what that really means. So if we're able to detach ourselves from a land of plenty right now and get into a world where there's literally no food and people are dying in front of you and not being buried properly and just the thought of the trauma that that would create, then the trauma that you would attach to those people who left and the, the feelings of those people who were left behind and weren't able to leave. For anybody who's been to Donegal and been to the Bridge of Tears and you can see what that walk from there in the heart of Donegal to Derry would have been like, I think it's 50 or 60 miles in the most, uh, the harshest of terrains in the winter 
uh, with no food, uh, carrying no clothes, freezing, and the harshness of that on the people that were enduring it is one thing, but the legacy of that trauma still lives on in the lands of Kerry, the west coast of Connemara, uh, parts of Ulster too. And then you roll within a number of, well, maybe one generation or a generation and a half into the Irish Civil War. Again, in the north, we've got an idea of what that feels like, but some of the stories that he was narrating in the book were quite shocking. He talks about his grandmother and what she had to do and how people ended up purely despising each other based on a political opinion or um, families divided in two because one sided with the um, government and the other one sided with the IRA and all that sort of stuff. Um, and really what he talks about is that this legacy of conflict which will play uh, such a pivotal role in shaping a community's identity and their attitudes. And he talks about the personal connections that he had with the regions and how he fell into being a war correspondent, um, drawing parallels between the historical conflicts that he was covering as a journalist and then the experiences of those people in North Kerry during the Irish Civil War. And he weaves the two, he weaves all of those stories together just brilliantly. Um, and I found it very moving. I found the book in parts very, very difficult to read. And then I was thinking about the people in the North and the famine, then the, well, basically, if you want to call it the War of Independence, which maybe didn't affect people up here too much, but the Second World War did, and then the Troubles. And you're kind of thinking of that generational trauma that we're enduring here today right now so there's a point to all this right so i find myself getting really triggered by a couple of events at the end of last year one of them was the impasse on the historical inquiries where um the government was deciding to um it was a time limit on legal challenges to cases that had not been properly closed off from the troubles and I found myself getting really really um, anxious about that on top of that from October the 7th there was the genocide in Palestine which was really really getting to me um, and I found it really really difficult to pull away from the media content to vocalize my opinion initially on Instagram and then I found myself putting my opinion together uh, on LinkedIn because I felt that there was a complete absence of support for the Palestinian cause, um, despite the fact that maybe a couple of years beforehand, everybody was putting up pictures and the flag of the Ukraine in the Ukraine-Russia conflict. And I found myself getting really, really uptight and I think probably quite stressed about it. And so when I was reading Fergal Keane's book, I realized that they, we're all kind of traumatized in one way or another. We're all carrying something. Um, we're living on the land that our ancestors died on. Um, and some were buried, some weren't buried. So we're eating food that has literal, you know, uh, remnants or parts of our ancestors in the middle of it all, from, from grass-fed beef all the way down to potatoes and, and all that sort of stuff. That's not to make fun of it because the generational trauma is very real. There's science to prove that genetics can be modified um, um, 
because of trauma that has been endured by previous ancestors and and descendants. And so I was, first thing I did in January was to get into my Instagram account because uh, I'm not on Twitter and I'm not on Facebook and I'm on LinkedIn and Instagram and I pulled back every single post that I had on Palestine and deleted it. I unfollowed some of these people um, that I've been following for a long time and resharing their stuff and getting really irate and agitated seeing their content. On LinkedIn, I pulled some posts out of there too um, and pulled some other content that was resharing it because I don't want to see this. Um, and the balance is then to create your own media in such a way as to retain a, a degree of sanity and not get over-engineered and exercised by it all. Um, but still keep yourself sufficiently well informed to know that the problems are ongoing and we can't ignore them. So after all that, it goes back to the your own ability to moderate and curate your own content um, coming into the beginning of 2024 and how often you read and listen to the news locally or nationally or internationally. There's no doubt that what's going on in Palestine is awful. And I'm, me being triggered by it is probably awful for me, but it's nowhere close to what's going on with the people that live there. But I can't spend my time thinking about that when I go into work in the morning when I need to be completely aware, um, alert and switched on to the work that I need to do. So <laughs> long-winded recommendation would be to go and read Fergal, Fergal Keane's book um, because it's absolutely, absolutely outstanding. It really is a brilliant book. The Madness and Memoir of War, Fear and, P and PTSD. Um, it's just so brilliantly written and it's really, really haunting and it might help explain some of the emotions that you have about things that you're not quite sure um, happen for whatever reason. And the second thing is, is to be really, really dedicated to pushing all negative content away from you as best you can. People, and I've talked about this before and I mentioned it a lot in coaching sessions, is that people will listen to Stephen Nolan and Radio Ulster and so on and so forth. And if you switch it off, people will ask you, are, are you better informed or are you more badly informed by that action? And I think it's really, really important to not let the social media channels uh, or platforms push content to you and you just accept it willingly. Um, the idea that the, the internet is there and other media sources are there for you to be able to go out and source what you want to read to get balance to those arguments. But since January, the, we're in the 9th of January now, I guess, for the last six or seven days, um, I haven't exposed myself to a fraction of the stuff in Palestine and I'm still very aware of what's going on but I feel emotionally a whole lot better for doing that. Um, that's long-winded, but I think it's an important... It was something I, I felt that I wanted to share, just simply about the book and the importance of um, the subject matter. So, yeah, if you can grab Fergal Keane's book, I think you'll really enjoy it. Thanks for tuning in, and um, back again next week.